Grace, mercy, and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our text for today. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. Dear friends of Christ, we've been singing a lot of Christmas music this morning. I hope you're enjoying the words. According to a recent poll, 75% of Americans listen to Christmas music in order to put them into a Christmas spirit. But what is a Christmas spirit without Christ? Now, I love I'll be home for Christmas, or I'm dreaming of a white Christmas as much as the next guy, but secular Christmas songs like that not only don't tell the story, they miss the whole point. They completely leave Jesus out. However, the Christmas carols that we sing in church, they're spectacular. In fact, I think the most beautiful music ever created is the religious music music that was written to honor the birth of Christ. Beautiful stuff. At what other time of the year is music so important, so meaningful, and so moving? So a question about music. What is the oldest Christmas carol? Now think. It is the first Noel. Noel means Christmas carol. And the first Christmas carol was the angel's message, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. The angel's message would have been a beautiful hymn, except for the fact that it was actually spoken. The angel's message wasn't sung until the year 129 A.D. when the church put the angel's music message to music. We have long since lost that tune, but it was called Angel's Hymn. It is said that the hymn, Angels We Have Heard on High, was written based off of the angel's hymn. Now that's an old Christmas carol. Keep in mind, the first Christmas service didn't even happen until the year 336 A.D. The angel's hymn was written some 200 years earlier. Another question. What is the oldest Christmas carol in our hymnal? Open your hymnals to page 384. There you can see the author and the year it was written in small letters on the bottom left side of the page. Again, 384. This hymn was written by a man named Prudentius sometime after the First Council of Nicaea in 325 A.D. The church met in unison to combat a spreading heresy, the satanic lie, the belief that God created Jesus, that Jesus was not God, eternal, with God, In fact, the heresy claimed that Christ was not one with God. That's wrong. Prudentius' hymn, Of the Father's Love Begotten, confesses the Trinity. This ancient Christmas carol tells us what Christmas is all about. You won't hear secular Christmas music with a message like this. Christmas is not about the sights and smells, food and folks. Christmas is not about family and friends and presents. Christmas isn't even about emotions or feelings. Christmas is about facts. And Christmas is happening to you whether you are depressed, sitting in darkness, dealing with broken relationships, lonely, sick, homeless. Christmas happens because Christ came. Keep the message straight. You are here to worship Christ. Steve is going to sing the first verse for you. Please follow along in your hymnals.
Father's love begotten, ere the worlds began to be, he is Alpha and Omega, he the source, the ending, he of the things that are that have been and that future years shall see evermore and evermore. Christmas is about God, the Creator, the Alpha and Omega of all things, becoming like us. Christmas is about God taking on human flesh to be like us. Though Christ is human, he is also begotten, not made, not created, but being of the very same substance of the Father. The second verse nails that thought. Again, listen to Steve and follow along in your hymnals. that birth forever blessed when the virgin full of grace by the Holy Ghost conceiving bore the Savior of our race and the babe the world's redeemer Fierce revealed his sacred face evermore and evermore. From the first line, it is clear that Christ is both human and divine. God revealed his sacred face to the world. You can close your hymnals. Again, the angel's message reflects the truth. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. But God's greatest glory, the glory of this holy day, is not as much with the fact that Christ is exalted. No, this day has, every, has everything to do with the fact that Christ humbles himself. God is humbled. He is born in a feeding trough. Glory to God in the highest? Yes, but also consider our theme Glory to God in the lowest. Now, that sounds kind of her heretical. However, what is, what is happening at Christmas? God is moving. Follow the movement. Follow the action, the tra trajectory of nati the nativity. It's all downward. Martin Luther wrote, From ab heaven above to earth I come. Jesus came down. John tells us that the word became flesh and dwelt tabernacled among us. God lived among us. Again, pay attention to the words of the Nicene Creed. It confesses this truth. The eternal Son of God, by whom all things were made, for us men and for our salvation, came down from heaven. Notice the movement. Jesus came down, God came down, and was incarnate. Incarnate means deity in human flesh. Jesus as God in human flesh, came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man. Christ broke the bounds of eternity and fell into time. 
he left his heavenly throne and lowered himself into a manger as an infant born of Mary. Yes, it is glory to God in the highest, just as the angel said, but it is also glory to God in the lowest. Ever since the first fall into sin, our world has been plummeting into chaos. Sin and darkness reign here, and human beings vary the crown of God's good creation, rebelled against God. Then we ran away from God. We hide from God. Our guilt and fear still find us running away from God. Though Jesus came down to be with us, we run away. A bit ironic. Yes, sin has ruined everything. We sinners excel at sinking to new lows. We find creative ways to sink deeper into sin. We find darkness. We find dark things and embrace them. We seek out darker ways to express our depravities, our idolatries, and our philosophies. Human strategy is to take down the competition. And who is our competition? Our competition is against God. So mankind creates other gods to take down, take the true God's place. We run from God who came down in human flesh. And we turn to gods of our own making. We turn to gods of our own intellect. We turn to gods of our own desires. By doing so, we put ourselves in the place of God. But for all our, of our selfish climbing and clawing to the top of the heap, there is waiting for us, waiting for each of us, a final resting place. It will be about six feet below the surface. Romans states, the wages, wages of sin is death. And in Ezekiel we find, the soul that sins will surely die. We've made our own beds. We've dug our own graves. And one day, we will sleep in them. But on this Christmas day, the angels say, Glory to God in the highest. And I say also, Glory to God in the lowest. Glory to God in the lowest. For today, we celebrate the one thing that outrushes, outruns, excels, and exceeds the fall of man. And that is the height of the fall of God. Just how low is God willing to go to save sinners like us? Well, He left His royal throne to save us, born in a manger. He stepped down into the waters of baptism to save you and me. He bent down low to touch unclean lepers and to heal the sick. He stooped down to wash the feet of His disciples. He went to the cross and stooped down to pick up all of our sins and placed them on his shoulders. John writes, He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. They threw him down. They nailed him to the cross. In humility, he was mocked, beaten, spit upon. How low would Jesus go? The hymn tells us, Nails, spears shall pierce him through. The cross be born for me, for you. Yes, glory to God in the lowest. But his downward trajectory has won for us an eternal victory. He came down to raise us up. He sank down into this dark world of sin in order to fill us up with hope. He came down to bear our sins. He came down to be our Savior. And we sing about it. Christ is born of Mary. People all around the earth sing about it. The angels sing about it. Glory to God in the highest. Well, we also say glory to God in the lowest. How low can Jesus go? 
This morning you won't find Jesus in swaddling cloths, but we do find him mangered in the lowly bread and wine of the Holy Supper. We hear Christ's voice clearly speaking to us in the pages of Holy Scripture. And in holy baptism, sinners are lowered into the water. There, in the waters of baptism, you were united with Christ. Don't you see? Jesus ha- comes to you. Christmas, Christmas isn't something you celebrate. Christmas is what happens to you. Christ came to earth in flesh and blood. Today, Christ still comes to you in flesh and blood. Yes, we celebrate his birth, but more importantly, we celebrate what Christ is doing to us today. He comes in his body and blood to forgive our sins, to unite his flesh with ours. He comes to make us holy. Is Christ holy? Of course he is. Where does this holy Christ dwell on this fine Christmas morn? Christ dwells in you. You are pure because the perfect Christ has made you perfect by his blood. His perfection literally dwells in you. He lives in you. He tabernacles in you. That is what John wrote. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Celebrate Christmas in you. Amen.